Welcome back to the Women of Marvel podcast, where the women of Marvel assemble to talk all things Marvel and more. I'm Adri Cowan. I'm the social media manager. And I'm Judy Stevens. I'm producer. And today we are assembling with someone really exciting. We have Clark Gregg with us. <sighs> Yay, Clark Gregg! Oh, I was looking around to see who exciting was coming in later. Um, thank you. Thank you. I'm really, really honored to be here uh, as the father of a 13-year-old daughter who's a little bit nerdy. Oh, uh, well, that's good. Yeah, Bring it's, it to us uh, the women of Marvel is a big deal in our house. I love it. No, that's our, our goal. We, we really like to showcase different ways that women can get involved in this universe, whether it's, you know, comic books or TV, production, uh, marketing. So it's, it's something that we really pride ourselves on. And we're so happy that you're here to talk about, you know, your uh, female role models and you work with um, a, a host of very strong <laughs> women. And we'd love to hear your experience with that as well on Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Well, as I said, my daughter actually goes to a, a girl's school in uh, in L.A. that she found and really kind of wanted to go to. And it's been really interesting to kind of hear the talk about STEM fields, science, technology, the way things that girls haven't traditionally gone into because it wasn't really put out there as something they did. And so I kind of was have been getting steeped in the ways that women modeling careers in tech, science, and things that traditionally, you know, haven't been held out as their as their path make such a huge impact on a girl. And so to have all the also have a daughter who's an only child, uh, you know, become basically adopt Chloe Bennett and Elizabeth Henstridge as her older sisters, you know, one of whom is a biotech officer and the other who is a computer hacker slash ninja now uh, is really cool for me. It, it's, I even noticed that it kind of changes the way that she talks about what she might want to do someday. So perhaps at some point I'll be recruiting my own daughter to join SHIELD. <laughs> That's pretty great. I mean, I also went to an all-girls Catholic high school. And so uh, growing up, uh, you know, being able to sort of like be in a women's school, I did like a, a program with U of M Michigan mm -hmm. that dealt with how children learn and how actually children are fine to learn better when they're sort of segregated. Mm -hmm. And we did this program with physics. And I remember like being really like enthralled with physics and learning how to build robots and all this access to all this science that in theory in like maybe, you know, in a co-ed generic like public school, you wouldn't have the opportunity. So it's kind of amazing to hear that at 13, she's really interested in this type of stuff. Yeah. I mean, it's funny because on the one hand, we really – and it's something that's very, very important to Joss Whedon who I kind of – have worked with a bunch, uh, starting with the Avengers, and it's always been something that's important to him. It's always been something that's been in the comics, actually. And, you know, on the one hand, you feel like, well, this is something we should do, you know, in a way that helps change the world. But on the other hand, you kind of go, well, it's something we should do because it's the way the world is already, and it just wasn't necessarily being uh, manifested in the stories that were told because you look around and anyone I know who's paying attention has a lot of women in their life who are strong, who are as smart as any man. And uh, it certainly brings it to your consciousness more when you when you have a daughter, how much you want her to feel the full breadth of her capabilities, not just have them kind of narrowed by societal, you know, uh, exposures. Does she get to come on set and, and see all the cool stuff? 
Yeah, she comes on set pretty often. She comes straight from school sometimes and does homework in my trailer and kind of wants to know what's happening now. But she also sometimes she runs back in the trailer because she doesn't want to get spoiled for episodes she's going to see down the road. Oh my god, that's so great! Does she have any thoughts of being in, you know, being actress or being behind the scenes or? She does. I, she, you know, her mother is a, a wonderful actress, Jennifer Grey, and. Certainly I see her perform, whether it's dance, which she gets from her mother, definitely, not me. Um, whether she's in a dance performance or sometimes a play, there's, you know, there's a joy in doing it that to me is the prime component of someone who might have that career path available to them. Um, but I think she's also been surprised by how much she's flourished academically in an environment that really puts a focus on that. And she's, you know, always never thought she was good in math, and I never knew why. She has periodically had surprisingly good test scores in math. And uh, and uh, her science and math stuff has really flourished there in a place where they really make sure everyone think of them, thinks of themselves as someone capable of doing those things. I think that's great, too. I wonder if they're doing it differently than we were in school, because I know I was terrible at math. <laughs> but now, you know, I can manage a budget, you know, marketing-wise, great, that's fine. But I, I have a feeling that they're probably working with more uh, creative ways to teach children and get them involved in it. I know we have more uh, female toys that are out there that are promoting STEM. Um, one thing that I loved with the, the Thor The Dark World promotion was Natalie Portman. Mm -hmm. um, she was promoting a lot of um, women in science, and it was just really amazing. Um, when you're on set, who... <laughs> Who is your biggest female role model in Shield? It's tricky. It's different people for different things. There's a there's an intimacy and a kind of long career closeness with Ming-Na Wen's character, Agent May, that we are we've been exploring this season, kind of showing talk, showing them talking about their past, and in some episodes that are coming up. <laughs> you can't talk about it. Yeah, I can't. Uh, that's all I can say. Well, so everyone listening, obviously, make sure you tune in on Tuesdays to watch Agents of Shield, so you know maybe what he's talking about. Yes, yes, and we'll all be live tweeting. Yes, make sure you follow Adrian in the Marvel Twitter handle. Do you live tweet, Clark, oh. along with the episode? Oh yeah, I generally do, unless okay. I'm there on set, uh, and even then, kind of between takes, I go because a lot of times. The you know we make it in a bubble. A lot of times we're kind of in separate groupings, shooting a fight, shooting this, and you know you don't get to see a lot of it until it's on the air, uh, and you certainly don't get to have any kind of interaction with the fans. And it's certainly been something that's been great about Colson's journey is he's someone that the fans have an ownership of. They kind of he was them. He was the person with no powers, kind of a fanboy in the midst of all this, who kind of died, and they were like, no. He's not going to – that's not going to stand. And they brought him back. So the interactive component of the live tweet, when I can do it, of seeing the way the stuff we did is landing with fans and interacting, sometimes kind of getting in conversation a little bit with some of the people. And frankly, since we're on that topic, you know, some of them uh, – a surprising number of them are women and young women and girls kind of talking about the different – the ways that uh, these characters uh, work or inspire them. 
Yeah, I mean, that's pretty great. I know that uh, you've always been really involved with your fans. And, I, you know, being able to go to, like, San Diego Comic-Con, New York Comic-Con, and see you on stage with them and interacting with them. And they get off stage, and they're so excited. Like, you really just make their day. And I, I think that that's sort of, like, obviously, at, at San Diego this past, le in, last year, all of you guys together, the fans were there. You guys, you took, like, an extra 20 minutes to, like, interact with them. It was kind of amazing. It's, you know, a lot of, you, you can be an actor a long time. You can work on a lot of kinds of different projects. And many of them don't get this. It's a very special gift that comes along with this and that you get to be part of this kind of ongoing pop mythology that their parents a lot of times were into. And, you know, one of the cool things about Comic-Con is you see how deep the connection is with some people with these stories. And it was a very formidable task to try to introduce five new characters for the most part and a dead one, Coulson, and put them on a weekly TV show. And what's been really exciting about season two of Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. is seeing the way that when we came back, people, you know, they wanted to know as they had all along, like, well, you know, when am I going to see Tony Stark? But if anything, especially at the Comic-Con you're talking about, there was much more, is Fitz okay? People really worried about these new characters and really caring about what was going on with Sky. So to see the way that these new young actors and characters have landed and to get to go there and be part of these families' connection with this thing that we're trying to build, it's, it's really a gift. It's kind of a superpower. You know, when I go out trick-or-treating with my daughter and, you know, I see these kids kind of stop and – in their tracks, in their Iron Man costume, and pull the mask up like it's it's a really it's a really. Did nice they think you're wearing me. a Halloween costume? <laughs> a little bit. I kind of want to peel the mask. But. Oh, you should do that next time. Wear yeah. wear a Clark Gregg mask. Yeah. <laughs> That'd be pretty brilliant. <laughs> Thank you so so much for joining us. Anytime. Thanks for having me. Great. Uh, if if people are not following you already on Twitter, how can they find you? I'm at Clark Gregg, and uh, you know while you're on there. I, I'm not going to know the exact Twitter tag, but Amy Poehler runs a really amazing thing called uh, Smart Girls mm -hmm. on Twitter that yes. shares a lot of really cool stuff about women and girls uh, and things that they're pulling off, you know, that very much in the vein of the run like a girl, throw like a girl, fight like a girl. Yeah, exactly. Well, thank you so much for joining us. Thanks. We will see you guys later. This is Marvel, your universe. <laughs>